Hey guys, what's up? It's Luke here from Thunk Tank Podcast. Uh, we've got a part two Seinfeld analysis episode here, which is essentially, you know, we recorded it right after part one. So we just kept drinking the delicious beer from Treehouse Brewing Company and recorded for about another hour. So hope you'll like it. I'm uh, currently recording this intro here in Istanbul, Turkey. Uh, I've had some craft beer here. So if you want to check out what uh, the craft beer scene is like in a, in a totally different country. I posted some of those pictures on our Instagram. I think we're at Thunk Tank Podcast there. Um, in terms of the audio for this episode, there were some issues with my brother Eric's microphone, or maybe just the soundboard is a little bit messed up, I think. Um, so his audio was cutting in and out. It took me, um, you know, the, these past two weeks to slowly edit through the episode. I've tried to like turn the gain up when he's talking and turn it back down. So it, it's listenable. So uh, if you hear that stuff, uh, that's what's going on, but it is listenable and uh, hopefully uh, doesn't bother you too much. Uh, quick shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. Uh, we have uh, a Patreon account where you can donate as little as $1 per episode. That helps us keep this thing going. Uh, hope you'll consider contributing. We do upload these Drunk Tank episodes there where after we finish an episode, we'll just keep chatting for another hour and have another beer, and those get pretty fun. Uh, we also have a blog you can check out at thunktankpodcast.wordpress.com. By the way, all these links are in the episode description. And we write out some things. I we didn't write anything for these Seinfeld episodes, but in general, we try to write a short blog post for each episode. Yeah, so if you like Seinfeld, I'll give the same disclaimer as we did last episode. Uh, if you don't really know Seinfeld, I'll just tell you, you probably won't know what the fuck is going on in this episode. Uh, but we did delve into things like, what is our favorite episode? Uh, we talked about the shows like Long Term Trajectory in three segments. We talked about Ramon the Pool Boy. We talked about Newman eating frozen yogurt. Hey, how about another round of strawberries for me and my friends? Uh, we talked about David Putty helping Kramer install, quote, a much-needed and much-appreciated garbage disposal in his shower. Again, these are warning references. If you didn't get those references, this episode is not for you. That's all I can say. I did warn you. Uh, so I'm flying back to the States um, in a few days here, and we've got some fun topics for future episodes. I think we've got colonization in, in two parts. We're going to do, like, a... Uh, you know, historical colonization and then future colonization to interplanetary species type stuff. Um, I've got a good episode prepared for the intellectual dark web to figure out what the hell's going on with that. Um, and Johnny is going to be up from North Carolina, up in New York. So we're going to do our very first, like all of us in the same room, thunk tank episode. If you haven't figured out, we're normally Skyping in with Johnny. So we're excited to all be in one place. Um, yeah, I think that about does it. If you have any topics you want us to, to delve into in future episodes, please hit us up at email, Twitter, wherever. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see it and we'll definitely highly consider it. All right. Enjoy the episode. Believe it or not, this is a sign cast. Please leave a listen at the beep. We got real drunk, and we added some thunk, then got more drunk. Come step in the tank, grab a beer. Oh, you better believe it, buddy. <laughs>
conversation. What am I? Boom, part two is All going. Right. What, do, what do you say to your brothers, Joe? All right, So, like, if you don't know the show of Seinfeld... Welcome to part two of Seinfeld Analysis. Let me make sure I record. We're back. We're back. So we just made a few more Seinfeld What's references. What's the deal with two-part podcasts? I mean, just do it all at once. <laughs> That's that's Jerry's commentary. He doesn't yeah. like our. Oh, was that a Jerry our, impression? That was a very bad Jerry. My Jerry's not very good. Your Jerry. What's the deal with all the cocks I can't get enough of? Oh my god! <laughs> that that was repressed homosexual Jerry. Um, so uh, in part one, we were drinking and talking about Seinfeld, and now we are still drinking and talking about Seinfeld. Um, we, yeah, we're we trying not to show any out. type of growth here. Yeah, we're trying to mirror the show and be. What's, what's the rule? No growth, no no hugs, no, hugs, no learning, lessons learning, or yeah. learning. Yeah. See, we're drunk. <laughs> we're thunk. We're good. Yeah, we've yeah, been yeah. thunking for a bit. We invented a new word for this reason. I sit corrected. You thunk corrected. Yeah. <laughs> well, he is sitting. Um, that was very accurate. So uh, let me just say the thing about a right Ramon because it's worth like more attention right, than it Ramon. gets. There are certain mini lines within Seinfeld <laughs> <laughs> that are so fucking Parties perfect, hard, even man. though they're just filling a stupid minor little thing. And there's a moment, and, and if you know Seinfeld decently, you, you possibly might not know what I'm talking about, so I'll give the quick summary, which is Jerry goes to a gym, and one of the guys that cleans the pool has confused his relationship with Jerry as being friendship, even though it's just them waving at each other when Jerry goes to uh, work out and swim and whatnot. And so one time, they find themselves hanging out all day because Ramon showed up at Jerry's apartment and just tagged along and hung out with him all day, even though Jerry didn't want anyone to hang out with him, right? In fact, the reason he said, I have errands to do, is to try and get rid of the guy, right? And the guy says, I have some time. I'll tag along. Like, I'm not doing anything. I'm up for stuff. I'm up for stuff. And Jerry this just is goes, Ramon. All right. And we've all encountered people like that that don't catch our signals. But Jerry doesn't have any response, so he goes, all right. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have the cue to be like, like, no, this is where I want this to stop. He could have stopped it if he insisted further, but he just let it happen. He's right. like, let's see what happens what kind happens of thing. Here. And Ramon's following him around everywhere. He's driving Jerry crazy. And eventually Jerry gets on a subway, turns around, looks at Ramon and goes, all right, Ramon. And Ramon's like, what? He's like, let's part ways here. Like, let's end this, right? I think I think I, we should probably go our separate ways. Like, he breaks and up. And then what does Ramon say, like, with... Maybe not the first line, but within says, 10 seconds. because I'm a pool boy. Yeah. No, no, he goes, You oh, think you're better than me because I'm a pool boy, because right? because I'm a pool boy. And Jerry's response is not like, that's ridiculous. It's It has nothing to do with that because, like, yeah, you are a weird pool boy. But that's not why I don't want to hang out with you. That's only part of it. for three friends. Yeah. No, no, that's a different one. <laughs> no, that's that line. That That's that Oh, really? Yeah, he says, I, I really only have room. I for thought it was when he broke up with his friend. Uh, no, 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 that was Ramon. That started crying? No, that was... No, no, no that's his buddy uh, who has the... The Knicks tickets. No, 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 that's that's somebody different. Yeah. R- Ramon is the... Breaking up with your friend. Okay. Is... That was the guy who was like an asshole, who was just like an asshole to the waitress and like made her cry. 
And he's just like, I don't think we should be friends anymore. And the guy starts crying. And he's like, all right, all right, we'll be yeah, friends. Ping pong table. I was friends with him. <laughs> yeah. I would have been friends with Mussolini if he had a ping pong <laughs> That's an early so, one. So uh, in yeah. part two here, I think we did a lot of Mussolini. like more zoomed out things. But I wanted to talk more about how the second half of Seinfeld is very different from the first half. What do you like, mean by second half? A meaning like season, I for me, season seven, eight, nine. See for me, it's not season, so not it's season eight happened. or nine because I think that's I think Larry David leaves after like season seven. After seven, Le- who Larry? Joel, Le- Larry? Was the I was to yeah, Joel. Joel. Joel was the friend Jerry had to break up with yeah. and yeah. cried. Uh, Larry left after seven. Yeah, I think it really it it picks up pace sort of, and it, you lose a lot of the minutia of just the banter after season seven it's still there to some extent it's crazier events well it, it becomes like it, it it almost reminds me more of a show like always sunny after season right. seven whereas i always divide it by i call it like early seinfeld middle seinfeld and late seinfeld and early is seasons one through three and then middle i would say is like four through seven and late would be eight and nine which is funny you could take a composer like beethoven and how do they divide his life into these like epic categories where he was doing yeah. this kind of thing then he became this kind of thing. So you, you call it early yeah. Beethoven, middle Beethoven, late Beethoven. Yeah. And the late stuff is the stuff that gets really deep and really dark and really intense to listen to. Wow, that's heavy. Right before he died. Shit. Right? Well, not here. In Seinfeld, <laughs> in Seinfeld, you you can actually all right, Luke. You you can actually you can actually see it because the reason why I say it, I don't just divide it in half, but I divide it in in three sections is because the early seasons of one through three they really are finding their voice the episodes are so much slower and they'll admit that when when you ask sure, yeah. them like in the in and the then middle they really hit yeah. their stride with larry and then once larry leaves it kind of the pace just picks up even to an even more insane degree with the last couple seasons i think yeah so i th- I, I always think of them in what terms so what like is a, what is late compared to middle when does middle end after seven i would say after seven and then yeah. eight and nine are late yeah, I would say eight nine. Okay, I can see that. Because yeah. if you think about the, the episodes, first two in eight or nine. seasons are very are are obviously early, right? Like yeah, three, and almost oh, yeah. awkwardly to, so. Like yeah. three to four, somewhere in there, to like six or seven is well, middle. Well, there's I would say there's some, and then the, the rest is late. Right? Yeah, there's you some know, episodes early on that, like honestly, like the the some of the episodes I don't like are in the first couple seasons, because there's there's great episodes too, of course, but some of them are just. They, they just they, they don't quite hit the right. Beat. There are some dead oh, ones they, in the they, first two seasons. Yeah, yeah. They pulled a Darren too. They pulled a Bewitched, and they just replaced Jerry's dad. Yeah, they did. They replaced Jerry's dad. Dull. They're better moves. Oh, totally. Yeah, but it's still always just like we're just gonna change the actor and not address oh, it. Man. Same <laughs> yeah. character, same. <laughs> yeah, point. yeah, yeah. Like, because yeah. they do that in Seinfeld. Like later on, they they take that energy they and Lord run with Braun it. Too. They just like make fake things happen all the time, right? Yeah. So. When they change characters and don't address it at all, it's sort of like a middle finger to us. It's like, yeah, you're accepting yeah. this universe where where it's things also, aren't aren't real. That Morty Seinfeld change. There's no way Larry thought they were about to go on that run like a nine year. Yeah, true. Well, yeah. Him, well, seven, also, um, not only that, but he didn't know that that actor would develop its its character. Like, because yeah. a character is so much the actor. For example, George Costanza didn't know. Like Jason Alexander didn't know who George Costanza was when he auditioned for Well, he that said party. he tried to audition it, it as Woody Allen. Yeah, he said he kind of saw it as like a Woody Allen character, right? Yeah. And then maybe eight episodes in, 
there was a conversation where he's thinking, uh, Larry, listen, like nobody would do or say what you're making George say. And Larry's like, what are you talking about? That happened to me. This is exactly what I said. <laughs> and and then George realized like, oh, I'm Larry. Like, yeah. And then it became clearer after like as yeah. the seasons progressed. The voice is found. The voice I know yeah. from Curb yeah. is matching up with later Cassandra. It syncs up totally. Yeah. With Kramer too. Kramer didn't really know himself, right? Well, he said... Uh, Larry and Jerry weren't going to approach him about it. They wanted him to figure it out. But that Kramer, at first, <clears throat> was playing Kramer as dumber than everybody else. Like, not just the wild card, but dumber. And there was, like, a point halfway through the first season, maybe into the second season, they said, where it clicked. And Kramer started playing that character like he was the only sane one. Like, everything that was happening outside his world was the insanity. And he was smarter mm. than everyone. And, and Jerry and, and Larry. And he was also really zoomed out, so, like, he knew things other people didn't know. Right. Like, but Jerry, you can't call a dentist, you know, yeah, some you separate do, thing. Like, they're you. dentists. They're people. Why do they and need your, like, phone Kramer, number when, you ask your phone number when dentists. you're trying to buy batteries at Radio Shack? I don't know. Like, he's aware of his own limitations, like, you know? He thought everyone else was crazy. And the second he started to do that, they were like, yep, he's got Kramer. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And then he had these weird pockets of like competence, like with the Miss America pageant, he was like really skilled at that. Oh, like but, so much so that he, he makes a legit. Or was coach. he? Maybe he wasn't. Right? We only got to see him coaching her, and she seemed to approve of his coaching. Right? But we never got to see anybody else. Like if they showed a. If I've pageant, told you once, I've told you a hundred times. Poise counts. <laughs> Yet maybe everything he told her was like bullshit. I, you, you know, like we we have to kind of like trust in this idea that like sometimes Kramer might. Well, be that's like when he fixes Elaine's back, really and he's like, right? He's like, oh yeah, this is the whatever whatever method. I I learned it from a guy like you yeah. know somewhere, and then and Elaine's like, you are from, the kind of person that would have learned from that pain from comes pleasure, and he fixes her back, but he genies her too. Right, it's not a real fix. It's a very well. It is, it is a real fix. It is a real fix, though. But she fucked up because he says, "Would you're sleeping on a bed? You should be sleeping on a wooden yeah. board uh, for two weeks." And she goes, "You didn't say that." He goes, "It's common sense." And it's like, it's like Kramer, it? that is not but, common like, sense. Nobody has no, no, that as did, their bed. He Jeannie, She said, "I'd give the bike to anyone that could make me feel better right now, not stay better." Right. He just yeah. made her feel better Which right then. He didn't promise it would keep. That the best move is to <laughs> cut, cut, cut the bike. bike down the middle. <laughs> and That's Elaine is just so over. She's like, the sure. bike. <laughs> yeah, she's like, "All right, whatever. Let's do it." <laughs> Only the bike's true up. owner would rather see it given away than. And that, like, there's another classic Seinfeld dramatization where they're taking some. Like, small-scale, meaningless issue, like, who gets to own a shitty bike? It's not even, like, a nice mountain bike or something. No, it's something. like a little girl's bike yeah. or something. Yeah. And then, like, they, they have to decide through some, like, deep philosophical person, which is Newman, apparently. He's always the deep philosophical person that they go to for the big problems. Like, like when they have to kill that dog. Not kill it, but they think they're going to kill it, and then they just kidnap it, right? Uh, I guess that's okay. And then also the, <laughs> yeah. the fucking weirdest Seinfeld moment is like when they show Kramer just like in his like dream world oh by the tree oh, with, with the, the corn dog cob pipe. And the corn cob pipe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is that yeah. what Kramer's dreams are? Are we yeah, to believe right. that? Pretty much. The Huck Finn outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the dog's like going for his throat, the little dog. Yeah. All right, Eric, I have a. Um, even if you don't get this, which you might, because there's no way to phrase this question without giving it away. But what is the best random thing that 
for both of us has stood out from one particular episode. It's just one very quick moment, a random thing that is so hilariously like deliberate, yet it doesn't really mean anything, I don't think, but it's like, it's just there and it stands out. It's, it's, it's a line, it's a quote, a line or no? These pretzels are making me thirsty. It's not so much of a line, like if you <laughs> these pretzels are making me thirsty. It's more of of a of, um like Seinfeld really requires like silence a lot, right? And and body gestures as that silence happens, and of course the silence is filled with like the fake laughter they put in. Yeah. But it this is not a line per se. Yeah, you're gonna have to come back. Let me let me. Uh... As George once said to Kramer, we won't come back to it. I'll it, just say it, it. Luke. It's George once said to Kramer, "What the hell are you talking about?" Um, Hamptons episode. That's your hint. Wait, uh, what is the clue? That's breathtaking. That one. The baby. The- yep. Yep. This is not a line. It's just an action that stands out as hilariously like deliberate, but like like what the fuck does that mean? That's so weird. It's you'll know exactly when I tell you. Keep going. so i'm thinking of jerry yawning when he comes to sit down at the table oh yeah oh yeah so they're they're at this big breakfast and and now george has been up early and he's been doing what appears to be a really kind thing thanking the the host for having them at their house and he's cooking this big breakfast (laughs) it turns out to be a revenge breakfast revenge (laughs) breakfast he's he's filling it with lobster to fuck with people well, specifically the, Jerry's girlfriend because it's her religious beliefs. Yeah, because she <laughs> she doesn't eat. Um, I don't. I don't know. Was it? Lobster. That's a pretty dark George moment. It's not yeah, kosher. Yeah. Kosher, yeah, and <laughs> and it all makes sense. Yeah, and um, we've all seen that situation. Yeah, you yeah. see George like serving the breakfast. Um, and then Jerry and his girlfriend come from like the upstairs, and they go yeah. to sit down at the table. And the way Jerry puts his arms out and yawns, he goes. And and it's this careless childlike yawn. It's like nothing matters. Like life's so easy. It just works out for me all the time. I never have to stress. He has another one of those when uh, he gets out of the lie with Peterman and having dinner with Peterman, but George gets stuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lane bails on them. Jerry has to bail. George gets stuck with him. But Jerry. He didn't make it. To Jerry home on his couch. I'm talking to Elaine about watching, it. Yeah. He's watching um, the Giants game, and it just says, "You have got to love sports." And Jerry's got a big bowl of popcorn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like hand in the air. <laughs> yeah, fist bowl pop. of popcorn, and it's just like dude, everything works out for him. Yeah, but and Even he ha- he has this sense of like I am a good boy, Johnny. We were talking when he when he does the whole thing in Babu's place. Like he goes in and eats at this Pakistani restaurant. My mother is right. I am a good boy. I am a good boy. And that's the difference between George and Jerry is George was told what a bad boy he was all the time. Yeah. Now, Jerry was told what a good boy he was, and it helped him a lot, right? But one of the problems is Jerry was never told he was a bad boy, and so he developed into this sociopath. How could anybody not like you? Exactly. And so he doesn't really consider, like, are my actions affecting people? Should I care about that? I mean, I don't know if, if Jerry is, like, legit sociopath status, but... He's definitely like exhibit signs of that kind of vibe where it's like, yeah. um, well, the only reason I would care about what you think is if it affects me. If it doesn't affect me, then I'll just stop caring about that because it's just annoying. It's a distraction. It doesn't help yeah. me. If it does affect him, though, oh, my God, he goes all in. Yeah. Like, for yeah. example, here's a great one. And this is true for a lot of the characters. So, like, um, uh, 
Kramer and Jerry's father get into this like little shared business, the raincoat business, right? They're selling these old raincoats from, um, uh, I guess the beltless raincoat, the beltless, the the executive. That's what it was called. Executive. And um, so so uh, it's just uh, just a raincoat with less features. (laughs) You know, it's not a particular raincoat. You can't close, so you can't keep the rain out. But Kramer has a connection because Kramer always has connections, right? So. Kramer's trying to sell to this whatever guy in, in Manhattan, and, and Morty gets the raincoats brought up. They're doing business together, basically. Uh, pawn shop. The, uh, it's some kind of clothes shop. like, yeah. and so, A clothes um, shop. Or no, oh, clothes. Kramer's, okay. Kramer's what was, getting... What was the name of that place? He had a classic name, that guy. Actually. Randy. Uh, no, what was it? I think it was called like Randy's. Was it something. Randy's? I got that from Randy's because the dog bites off the, the label. Where's my cabana wear? <laughs> I love I love those clothes. Um, so 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 the um, so so um, so uh, uh, <laughs> Kramer's getting twenty five percent to participate in this deal with Jerry's dad. Now, part of another part of this episode is Jerry's parents skip out on a paella dinner with George's parents. What am I going to do with all that paella? And so they made a bunch of paella, and Jerry's parents like kind of bailed, and they lied about it. And the reason is because they don't like the Costanzas. They don't want to go there. George, even though George admits his parents are crazy, he takes that personally. And so he's the one that convinces Kramer that you're getting a bad deal on the raincoats because he wants to fuck over the raincoat deal because he wants revenge on Jerry's parents for not wanting to hang out with his parents, even though he knows his parents are crazy and nobody should want to hang out with them. Like, it's just this web of confusion inside George Costanza's mind, (laughs) yet he still does that one thing because he, he can get something from it. He's like, you know what? Fuck Jerry's parents. They don't want to hang out with my parents. They think they're better than my parents. It's like, yeah, they do because yeah, they are. That <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the truth. You know about it. Yeah, so they're all saying things that that he said about his own parents. They're all in agreement. About yeah, yeah. It, but he just they all agree. He still like, has to just. Those are the rules, though. Like they're. They're weird little. But also, like, George had to deal with the wrath of his parents complaining about the whole thing. So he thinks, like, well, if I had to deal with that, like, somebody else has to deal with something. And so he's like, I'm going to make a Mr. Seinfeld and Kramer fight over the price of who gets what for the raincoats. Some meaningless, pointless deal anyways. Like, why would George even know about the raincoat thing? Yeah. So (laughs) since we have... <laughs> like Since you, we have, you told me you're fixing oh, he, somebody's fence tomorrow or whatever. Like it's not like you called me last week and told me about that, right? These are minutia no, details in people's lives. Why are they so important? Why does everyone know they don't about have everything? It, they don't have it because they're not men. They have nothing <laughs> else going on, you know. Yeah, like I don't know. Uh, but so since I have Eric here, who is a repository, my favorite thing in Seinfeld is. Uh, <laughs> I think he, I don't want to. I don't even want to say, but <laughs> yeah. No, but like you're you're a bit quicker on the on the the encyclopedic part than Luke is. He gets distracted sometimes when I when you try to. <laughs> oh have it. no, I stay right Shots on point fires. always. A- a- I, or do I do rail slips, Johnny? Mm-hmm. My, yeah, just not to rail slips. Rail slips. Yeah, just a rail slip. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> if you're not some familiar, you should it's listen to It's just a rail slip, Ossifer. Right. It's just a quick little rail slip. Uh, it, it's like the jokes where you're walking into the room and you hear the tail end out of context. 
I had to look it up the wording, but my, one of my favorite is the Newman one in the fat frozen, uh, the, the no fat yogurt. Oh, God. That Jerry walks in and Newman's talking to all his male buddies, and he says, "Well, I wouldn't hear of it." I said, "Nice try, Granny," and I sent her to the back of the line, and they all die. Laughing. <laughs> I put that. And he's like, "Oh, hello, Jerry." <laughs> I put those are my favorite. I put that with like the um, doorman and his buddies. Like you come in on the end of it. I know it's Jerry's delusion, but. Yeah, you come in on the end of a joke, and they're all just laughing like that's Newman, Newman and his male buddies. Like, yeah, and, and there's no way you can even piece together how it might have been a real story. Like, no, it no, sounds so you, clearly like a performance. I'll take another story. round of strawberries for me and my friends. But just the fact that like Newman, who's the reviled, like hated one, you can't imagine how anyone could like him, and then you see him holding court and like, oh no, he's like but popular it's not with real people. His it's own right. what if his other like, male creeds, what if, you know? What if like they're not the real; they're Jer- just sucking down yogurt. He's the Jerry in just another world. <laughs> oh, another way to uh, oh, he might good, be good segue into like the yeah, um, bizarro uh, world. The bizarro world. Yeah. Oh, I love that episode. Uh-oh. Oh, he's well, there. Uh, I want to. I want to ask. Well, hold, well, hold on. I wanted to. Yeah, we're, we're getting a little spotty on the Skype here, but I just wanted to ask Eric uh, of other things like that. My other favorite one is from a different movie, Dumb and Dumber. Oh, such and a great it's movie. when uh, I know exactly what you're going to so say. So she said, "Do you love me?" And I said, "No." But that's a real nice ski mask. I think Dude, that's it, right? That, that's exactly <laughs> like what must. What story line. must end like that, Johnny? Uh, Johnny yeah, I was so I was at a wedding, Johnny, like two weeks ago, and the photographer was going around. And there was a group of us standing there drinking, and she said, like, make it candid. Like, tell a joke. And that's, the, <laughs> that's what I said to them. I, I said the dumb and dumber end of that joke. Awesome. And we all burst out in fake laughter. But she was like, just completely didn't get it. What, but what did she want you to end. say suddenly? Like, did she want you to be like, you know, knock, knock, who's there? Like, well, no, Santa the Claus. Is that it- we laughed, and she clicked the picture. But like, yeah, but you all probably laughed like this. Like, she like, had no sarcastic, idea what like, happened. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Douchebag laugh. <laughs> That's amazing. Newman and his male buddies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, Wait, where so do you get any, off laughing at people, male men? Those... I'm so glad you brought that line up, though, Johnny. <laughs> I love that line. I think about that line often I, I, in my life. How often? <laughs> we should put it in the quote book. We sh- oh, I still have that somewhere. Oh, you, you were asking, really have it? does the quote book still exist? I think I have it. it. I, I think I do. <laughs> I got to burn it? Yeah, no, there's I some mean, good quotes in there. Um, but are there any other moments like that in Seinfeld you can think of where, like, they walk in and, like, I think Peterman must have some, right? Uh, what what is like the Elena Peterman one we quoted today? Something, like, hypersexual. You catch, he's on the phone, but he hangs up with Elaine and then just goes, you there on the motorbike, sell me one of your melons. <laughs> yeah, I want oh, to yeah. buy some of your melons. And, like, they, they, they did not yeah. need to me, put me that in. Like, why did they choose that line, right? Um, oh, there's a great Peterson line uh, Peterman. when when Peterman. I mean, um, I'm looking at a Jordan Peterson book under me, so you would do that. Um, you would. Uh, <laughs> where George somehow there's a, a woman stuck in an ATM, and instead it's, it's of Peterman enter, entering um, his own code, ATM code, right? <laughs> Because, like, why, yeah, give me your code, why doesn't man. Peterman have an ATM George. code? He just points. I forgot it. George, you're lying. lying. It's clear. Anyone yeah. can see that. Yeah, I love how yeah. Peterman sees through George's yeah. lies. Well, I don't believe that. But he doesn't care. He just calls yeah. it out. He doesn't say, why are you lying about your ATM? Yeah. He just goes, George, go, it's clear you're lying. Just Anyone can lying. see that. Well, because he, he calls him out earlier that episode. That's where he's at. He's at Peterman's mom's funeral, and Elaine 
makes up the excuse for why she has to leave. And, right. and it's like, oh, some like woman's benefit thing. She speak at a women's she conference. Says, yeah, and George says, conference. oh, yeah, I'm also speaking. And, and Peterman just goes, <laughs> I don't conference. believe that for a, a minute. He says at a men's yeah. conference. Yeah. He's like, I don't buy that for a minute. And generally, <laughs> it's like, but, see But he also still wants to hang out with George, even yeah. though he realizes each yeah. time he's lying, lying to him. him. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone can see <laughs> that, George. Everyone can see that, George. Give me your code. Like, how obvious Larry David makes that is unbelievable. Like, it's so good. Well, it's so obvious that else. it's a joke, it. right? It's like th- no, this was, universe was, couldn't exist where someone, every yeah. time you tell a subtle lie, if someone were like, it's obvious you're lying to me, Joe, you know, like you'd be like, what the fuck? Like, I'd be it's like, not reality, right? Yeah, well, I'd be like, I guess I'll go to your mom's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that episode last week and it, I noticed something I didn't notice for the first time before is it's a code on a, on a keypad so it's like a phone you can give the word Bosco and type it Bosco and type it out <laughs> but he, if, if George I think George is just too dumb to remember oh, the numbers Kramer he calls remembers him out it earlier as Bosco in the episode. he says you're not a numbers man when he tries to guess yeah. George's code you're right <laughs> What's yeah. your temptation, yeah. though? Yeah, you always come back to you're the spineless. <laughs> you're a portly fellow. <laughs> I love how he says cocoa bean. Yeah, <laughs> and see, that's another the way they're bean. showing like but Kramer so, has a, a so weird George, intelligence. He yeah, guesses Kramer's George's smarter code. than all of them, maybe. Oh yeah, but George could have just said, you know, two, five, uh, seven, yeah. whatever the numbers are. I can't think of it, but like that's his pin code. You think he could just say the numbers but he has to incriminate himself right by, by and letting it know that he killed it Perhaps her mother his Bosco mother. was this man's name now now <laughs> just imagine Johnny that all the uh, let's say all the some, events some that led up to somebody being trapped in, a, in an ATM machine are are legit and so that's the situation you found well there's also a in. raging fire would about you, to burn would down you, the block would you really weigh the two options of do I tell people that I made my code Bosco or should but also, I save why is someone's he, life? Why is he the only other person there with an ATM? Why that? isn't Peterman have an ATM code well, everywhere if he runs a magazine? Great. That's what's well, that's what's great about that episode is that someone runs in and goes, "There's a fire! Everyone out of the building!" And everyone runs out and, and he just like goes, <sighs> like he knows it's coming. He knows the universe is about to punish him for killing right, this old course, lady. Yeah, whatever. And, and Peterman has to come back and be like, "George, come on!" Like, like let's do George, this. George, like, of right. course you're right there, George. I'm pointing to you. Give us your code, the damn code, Actually, George. There's no time, great. man. When he first <laughs> runs out of the funeral home, and George just keeps sitting there, and Peterman comes there. back and just goes, he's like, I don't want to deal. George. <laughs> also, like earlier, earlier in that episode, Jerry says to George when he's asking him for the code, he says, "What if my life depends on it?" And George says, "If your life depends on it, if you find yourself in some sort of situation." Where your life depends on it, I'll, I'll give, give you, you my code. code. Yeah. Like, what possible situation? Like, he, call, he calls out the, the logic. How could an ATM code save your life? Save your life, yeah. and then he's put in that situation where it's like because he fuck. made a decree. Yeah, and then of course Seinfeld universe will George! find a way to break the logic of that, right? <laughs> George, you're obviously lying. Anyone? You're can obviously see that. lying. How is he obviously Peter lying? Might. He just said it. Like, Peter no, but he's always because <laughs> things are destined to be fucked up for George. Yeah, and he'll agree with that yeah and he'll agree with that and because of that he's like why, narcissistic in that negative why, way do you know why that's the case because he never could compete with lloyd braun 
I love when J- when Costanza says that he speaks normally, and then on the words it, Lloyd Braun, it changes. So it almost deep. sounds like a bass drum hit from it's percussion. It's like he, you never could compete with oh. Lloyd Braun. Like there's this percussive. Yeah. Only Jerry Stiller could do. Oh yeah, only Jerry Stiller I, could accomplish I, I, that. I, I know we asked who our favorite characters were in the first half, but I, I still think of all the characters, or at least the secondary characters. Yeah, Frank Costanza definitely my favorite because so, I I think his character works so well and Jerry Stiller is just so funny. So yeah, worth worth a, saying. Oh, let's do like a favorite character, obviously outside of the four. That we'll do two. We'll do like one that's more than more than like five episodes, and then one that's like less than three episodes. Less like, than three, so something kind of rare. Or it could rare. be like a single yeah. episode. I mean, character. Yeah. We, we don't have we don't have the exact numbers on this stuff, obviously. But I got him. Uh, oh, you got him. He's got him in his in his brain need. vault. Is yeah. Jamie? Here? No, I, I wrote some of them. Down. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh my really? god, that's awesome. Yeah. Anyone need yeah. a beer while I grab those? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? All right. So. Yeah. That sounds awesome. <laughs> um, Johnny, what's your favorite, uh, like, um, not a rare side character, but somewhat common side character? It might be Peterman. Like, remember when he gives a eulogy, a graphic eulogy of his (laughs) sexual relationship with Susie, a made-up character that he couldn't possibly have had sex with? had sex with we worked late that one night just the two of us about yeah. how yeah. when we gave in to some temptation and it was pretty good and Jerry just looks at Elaine and Elaine's like no I didn't have sex with yeah, Peter first of all that's gonna make you recanter on all of your yeah Eric by the way just proved that he did more research than we've ever done for Thunk, Bank, Thunk Tank podcast ever awesome Johnny let me show this to the camera I mean you can't see it but pr- it's a list of the side characters with the number of times they've appeared in episodes that's amazing wow Wow. Yeah, I would like to specify that Wikipedia did all of that work. Oh. All I got no, drunk no, no. and watched I, I, Seinfeld. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's still research. That's the true thunk style of research. Yeah, yeah. Well sure. done, sir. I was going to say, like, our thunk, thunk search is more... In um, fact, I should have just screenshotted Wiki. Yeah, you know, yeah but instead of writing it down. But I, you don't I have a printer. I, well, no, I could have just looked at my phone, which is right here. Oh, <laughs> phone. Yeah, it's not like it was going to be busy <laughs> during the podcast. No, I like this. This looks like actual research. Uh, right, yeah, so what am I like supposed to do yeah. with this? Read it. Oh, so I think we're trying to determine what our favorite character in more so what, how many? than five and less than three. So two answers of... Oh, I, I get it. A character mm. that appears in more than five. Somebody like so a Newman who is definitely way up more there. more than five, yeah. No, way up there, like... Probably the second the. But he probably he's probably in a, at least like one he's in forty something. Yeah, he's probably right? in at so least. So Johnny, two, there's two eleven characters season. that appear in more than uh, six six or more episodes. Wow, that's what I wrote. Yeah, I figured the ones that are less than that we can. So just which of those would spit, you guess spitball. is your favorite, Peterman? Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, one he's more time. So good. Uh, uh, there, there are eleven characters, side characters that appear in six or more episodes. You, you and Peterman is one of them. Uh, Where is he on the list, though? He appears in twenty-two episodes. Wow, that's legit. Yeah, that, that's a lot. That's, that's a, a full like a season of Peterman. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I love when you find out when Peterman because you they develop his character over time. He's just the cheesy boss, but then you find out that he is also like an ex-heroin. Yeah, he, he loses his mind. But he's also he when they do mind. when they do the biography he goes to, my, he to goes kill to Myanmar. me and, and, and <laughs> Elaine's like trying to like get, get details <laughs> of his life. He's just like sitting on the couch, like oh, there's nothing on TV again. 
He's. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. No. He, yeah, yeah. When Elaine's yeah. gonna get his stories, that's why he that's buys why Kramer's. He buys Kramer's stories. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, actually yeah. not like, that interesting. Maybe there's coupons in here, and like yeah, yeah. he's like, I gotta do something. Oh, because he's actually right, boring. Yeah. Yeah. When what? you dig into it, well, obviously that's the whole Peterman yeah. character is that he's a performer, right? He's his acting is so clearly overacting, right? Yeah. Like George, you're clearly lying. Like it's all overacting, <laughs> and so the idea is like. Jerry, Lane, George, Kramer, they're trying to be, like, people, but just failing at it. But Peterman is just performing to be this guy, and we all know it. It's almost like a character in a simulation or something. It's like a video game. He's a Peterman character. He does what Peterman would do. He says, George, you're clearly lying. Like, that's not what a human says. They would be like, (laughs) why why are you... He sits on the couch and watches TV. Yeah. And... uh, Anyways, I Here's agree. I highly question. agree what with Peterman. He's a great when, when genius she, character. When, she, when Elaine fails her drug, t- I had to look it up because I forgot. And it's hilarious. But when Elaine fails her drug test from eating too many poppy seed bagels, <laughs> uh, yeah, she fails her yum, opium. Yum. And Pe- That's all happened to us. Peter, right? Yeah, Peterman finds out, and she, he goes, "He goes, it's in your urine." And he goes, "That's right, Elaine." And then he calls it three different things. What is it? Yam yam. Yep. Yeah, that's one um, of them. Yeah, this is a good one. Yeah, this is a good trivia. Good. I had to look it up. You've tested positive for opium. That's for right. Opium. Yam yam. <laughs> yeah, he goes, that's right, Elaine. White Lotus. Yam yam. <laughs> Shanghai Sally. <laughs> Shanghai Sally. That's, that's Shanghai the one, Sally. Yeah. Oh, and the way and he says way, it, it's like... You're that, fine. You, you can, <laughs> not like, oh, I'll help you, you through this addiction, but yeah. <laughs> no, you could tell he's bought it as Shanghai Sally at some point. Right, like, that's why I mean? he knows that, like, yeah. Yeah, why else would you know that slang term? You're some executive in He was New in York. a country where that's what you said to buy that drug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think Peterman is one of the more uh, like side characters that's funny, interesting, like has depth, <laughs> all that stuff. So yeah, I would have fair to enough. Peterman. Hey, Kenna. What's Hi, up, guys. Kenna? We can pretend that you're here. Hello, everyone. Um, Joe, what's your favorite side character in six or more? Uh, I mean, because I, I say that because there are only two characters that were in less than six episodes. Well, no, like, that's Bob, not I true. Probably oh. <laughs> I am reading this data wrong. Yeah, you're totally just on that list. No, so I don't. I mean, yeah, there's way more characters. Okay, you mean, that's you mean, just the list of people that are five episodes, or I think maybe four. What does it say? Well, the bottom one says two episodes. How many episodes? No, two, was two to five, in? probably, or and then that's six to whatever. Okay, so six and up is is from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's there's only two people. Any, this I might list, not be a complete. No, list. I listed two of my favorites basically because they they appear in their one episode plus the finale. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Oh, I understand. Is, yeah. is Babu one of them? Because he, Correct. I was going to so pick him. He yeah, was I was going to pick him as my favorite. He's technically but... two because of the finale. Okay, yeah, fair that enough. Checks. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, because a lot of them yeah, pop back. So the very bad man. The Babu. I don't find him particularly like such an amazing character. Like nowhere near the the value of Peterman. But what it is, it's like it's this person that, like, it, it's the same emotion I get. Like, when I went to Walmart recently, and like, whenever I go to Walmart, I see like really fat people, and it gets me so depressed. And sometimes when you see a fat person, you're like, dude, you need a life coach, you know? <laughs> I feel like Jerry saw Babu and his like pathetic restaurant. He's like, this guy just needs a little encouragement, right? And so he went up and tried to like make Babu's restaurant successful. And, um, like, share, subscribe. Exactly. And, and But Jerry wasn't doing it for Babu, it turned out. Jerry no. was doing it for himself, right? 
He was saying that yeah, I, am a to, to reinforce I am a good person. I am a good person. And the whole episode, you hear Jerry's internal dialogue so, saying, that's why I'm a good person. My mom was right. And then at the end, when, when Babu says, very bad man, very bad man, Jerry goes, could it be? Could I be a bad yeah. man? Am I a, am I a bad person? What does he say Could my that? mother have been wrong? No, no, no chance. <laughs> no, <laughs> no chance. But that's why I made them different values, right? That's okay. why I made it three and five. Because oh, Babu, of course, is not a Peterman level. Yeah, but yeah. Peterman's in twenty-two episodes. So, right. He developed uh, a lot. Yeah. yeah. So in less than what what I, I I'm already forgetting less than three episodes or less than five, whatever. The point is, they're a minor character. I have right. I have one. He's actually in a single episode, plus the finale. That to me is the, it's a single shot too. That's a big clue. There's no there's no break in between his his scene, but he does have a second scene. But um, it's clearly for me my favorite side character. Huh? Appears in one episode during the series. Is it the soup Nazi? Not. Nope. Not Bookman. Bookman. Oh, Bookman. Oh, uh, yeah. Bookman. Yes. No, he's in, he's in more than one Bookman. scene. More than yeah. Funny well, scene. well, he, I mean, he, he it's my favorite well, uncut. Yeah, His he has rant. that one rant that's right, like pretty just, epic. It's yeah. almost like Shakespearean level. They didn't like, touch it. It's really acting. good. They yeah. were like, save that before we lose it. They they probably yeah. like saw him like start it, and they were like, stop, save it. Like we're we're just gonna say go, and you're gonna do that, and then you'll go home, and right. you'll get the. How, how do you? How much do he you also, think he also that comes, kind of actor gets for that kind of gig? Not a lot. I bet ten thousand dollars for just that one scene. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> maybe no, in the know, yeah. maybe not in the nineties. Depending on what season we were in, probably four. But he he sh- he shows up in Curb too as an actor. Oh yeah, he's a he's a yeah. doctor. He's this. He yeah. drools on Larry. Yeah, yeah. So he dr- he's you fucking drooled on my yeah. head. Yeah, yeah. Can I mention one character because um, I would say Frank is my favorite character, who's um, in six or more episodes. And then probably Peterman's a close second. But my third would probably be somebody who you never actually quite see, which is George Steinbrenner. Yeah. You never <laughs> see his face. You just hear his voice. And, and it's just so funny how, how like they couldn't figure out how to do that. So they decided, let's just have a like a, a dummy guy, like a Franken person waving his arms, and we'll just have Larry do the voice. But this is the classic oh, Seinfeld, Seinfeld character because yeah. it's not even pretending to be a real boss. It's just this like cartoon no. character with wavy arms going, saying unreasonable things. But you know what's funny about that too within the context of that character is that that's actually what George Steinbrenner was known as. Like as owner, as that kind of character, as owner of the Hopefully all that not in, exactly. Well, no, no, he was to that extreme where where he would get in fights with people and he would fire people over and over again and rehire them, and he was known as this insane eccentric, Actually, yeah, and, like, which is hilarious. That very he Trumpian, loved yeah. Well, is he loved whoever? Like it, there was no system to the madness of how he ran his business, which is eventually why they pushed him out of running the Yankees. Because it was just so inconsistent and such madness. How many episodes do you think Steinbrenner was in? Uh, I would say probably, I don't know, a dozen. Uh, pretty close, 16. 16, Ooh. yeah. Steinbrenner? Yeah. That was a pretty good run. So right. obviously from, from me posing the question, I've thought about it for a couple days. <laughs> I have. You slept on it? Slept on it. Yeah. I have my answer to to both. But it might influence yours. So you gave me... Uh, looking at this list, I mean, I am throwing the cabinet. They last. I see the list. Yeah, yeah, the list helps with Um, episode numbers. Well, I'm still, I still think Frank is my favorite. Here's the thing: like every time I see this list, 
I go, yes, definitely this one. And then I see the next one. I'm like, ooh, but actually that one. You know, like you each couldn't one... smooth out a silk sheet with a hot date if you had a <laughs> exactly. I lost my, I lost train, my of train of thought. Um, <laughs> so like Uncle Leo, amazing, yeah. right? But at the same time, he's just Uncle Leo. Like, how many episodes do you think Uncle Leo is in? Hello, Jerry. Hello. <laughs> you still you say hello. When he's doing pull-ups at Jerry's fantasy after he gets <laughs> he's out of jail, and he's got hello, hello Jerry. I'm an old knuckles. man. I'm confused. Uncle Leo, he's probably in. Uh, I would say like ten episodes. Close again, fifteen. Yeah, yeah, I would say um, more than six. David Putty. Oh yeah, I forgot about Putty. Um, I David Putty is almost like one of these. Like he he he's similar to. This Steinbrenner character, he's just like See, your Putty. Putty's one of my favorites. You're just like cookie cutter. Yeah. Like I'm just Putty. Yeah, I'm Putty. Yeah, I'm just Putty. He's a, he's a tackle dummy. I've all I've met like men you know like in that. football those tackle oh, that, dummies. I think that's why he's just one of those. He's, yeah, he's like he's he's like pretty realistic actually. Yeah, yeah I totally. met I've met a lot of people like he's that. like the average dude in a lot of circles where it's just like. I uh, I'm just totally unemotional. That's how so I figured out how to get through life. You're just gonna and sit there and stare at the back of the seat. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. On the well, whole plane ride. Right yeah. First of all, they yeah, all right. say yeah, that's right because of him. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. That becomes like a trending thing. Putty's pretty but when good. He's sitting on the couch. High five. And Kramer calls. He's just staring into nothing. He's staring into space. <laughs> and then Kramer explains that he's well. First of all, he starts the call like this. He goes, um, "Hey, is David Putty there? <laughs> this is Putty." This is funny. Well, this is Kramer. He goes, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's such a weird way to have a conversation. Like, it's not normal. Uh, I was, I'm, I'm installing a garbage disposal in my shower. He goes, it's a pretty big job. <laughs> is it? Is that a big job? It's like a medium job. I don't know. No, that is a big job. Auxiliary line from the main. He goes, Kramer says like, no, it's his main line. He goes, yeah, it's a misprint. What, do you got a Clarkman? <laughs> Kramer just goes, yeah. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, why would David Putty... Know about yeah car mechanic car mechanic <laughs> which is important know about a garbage disposal made by Clarkman and there's some misprint in the user guide like because <laughs> he's just staring into space and the misprint is main line from auxiliary line those are opposite lines if those two lines even exist in a shower those are opposite yeah, main knows? and auxiliary are opposite so you're fucking up in people's showers universe though David Putty knows anything about putting anything <laughs> because he's a mechanic yeah. yeah. Yeah, but no, only if it works for the story. He's a grease monkey. It's right. it's the only really the like only coincidence. Term. Hey, what I tell you about Coco. that? Yeah, Coco. <laughs> that uh, you guys didn't right. sign anything, did you? Coco. No, we were just talking. We both like the same monkey. No, we both just like the same monkey. Yeah, how dismissively <laughs> he says that, to that Johnny. This that is gonna, season this, eight or nine. Yeah, this is a really tough one. But see if you can place this quote. Tell him to eat a plum. <laughs> plum. <laughs> Me, um, me and Tommy say that to each other all the time. Like when we're like, I'll see you later. As soon as the door is closing, we just yell out, Plum! Shout out to Nick Boys if you're listening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's Morty. Helen is yeah, on the yeah. phone. Yeah. Helen is Jerry's mother, right? Obviously. And, 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 and she's on the phone with Jerry, and he mentions that, oh, he's feeling a little sick. And the father has nothing better to do with his day than just hover over his wife and just listen to the phone call. And he kind of gets the sense, oh, Jerry must be sick. And he needs to yell in his part, which the reverse happens a lot, too, where, like, Jerry's father is on the phone and the mom's yelling from the background. But this happened to be Jerry's father yelling from the background saying, tell him to eat a plum. Like, yeah, you need to tell your 40-year-old son to eat a plum. That's what's going to make or break his day, you yeah. know? And then as he's hanging up, you just hear him in the background go, plum. 
<laughs> they're so insane. But they're like everybody's insane parents. Like between right. Jerry's parents and George's parents, you have the full spectrum of yeah, everybody's so the, insane they're parents. They're two ends of a spectrum, they cover, right? Yeah, they cover the whole spectrum, yeah. except nobody has those parents. They just have the in-betweens. Well, they have aspects. They have the in-betweens, which are real people. Like every once in a while they do something. I'm like, oh, that's so like what, what parents do, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like you're in a, a situation where parts of you want to say what George would say. Yep. Or yeah. think what Jerry would think. You know? Well, that's what Larry says about Curb Your Enthusiasm is that obviously I would never actually do this or, or act upon this like I do in the show, but it's what I oftentimes want to right. say or want to do or what my impulse is. Each of these characters. Yeah, sure. But also, well, it's relatable in that, Also, in that on sense, a deeper yeah. level, like, so Seinfeld characters or Curb characters, they're popping out at one layer of truth. They're saying something very truthful in one layer. But if you were to zoom out and be like, what's the point of life? The things Seinfeld characters care about are, are not things you should care about. And, and Larry and Curb, right? Yeah. Like, they're, they're, they're being hyper true on one level, but not on multiple other levels, which some of those would be, stop focusing on your short-term goals and think of the long-term trajectory of your life, right? Where are you heading? What do you want to do with your life? Like these long-term questions, Seinfeld characters could care less about that, right? They're thinking about like the short-term petty ways that people think they could take advantage of them. Like when George fakes this arm injury, George has a fake sense of honor. Like George is very honorable, but for the wrong things. He says to Jerry like, so first off, he fakes this arm injury, right? And it all starts because he's just trying to poke at somebody in front of Lloyd Braun, right? Lloyd Braun. And... And so Lloyd says, of course, because this is Seinfeld, Lloyd won't just stand there and, and, and be like, oh, nice to meet you. Lloyd says, what's wrong with your arm, George? <laughs> like a psychopath, you know? Which he is. And then George, instead of oh, also being normal, away, yeah. being like, oh, I was Serenity just like twitching it. George says, oh, I have this. I have this problem in my arm. It's a medical condition. And Lloyd Braun, as a Seinfeld Universe character would do, gets genuinely concerned and says, my God, that sounds awful. I'll put you in touch. I'll get you in touch with the mayor's doctor. We'll solve this. It's no problem at all. You no, know? But he's al- There's literally nothing you can say that but will he, stop me but he's from al- he's going forward with this. Because he says to George, like, as he hands him the card, and I'm very curious to hear about the results. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, yeah. later on in the episode, George makes it clear that he knows that Lloyd Braun knows that he's faking it, <laughs> but he wants to go to the grave with the whole thing because oh, yeah. he thinks that he it's better to, that to die with honor. I think your phone died. Either my phone died or Johnny really won the hang-up game. Didn't it say low battery before? Yeah. It said 20% like a while ago. Um, but whose phone was low battery? mine the one that's skyping oh so your phone's fine your phone's not the problem i mean my phone's still on um do you realize that we haven't done so far which is pretty stupid we haven't said like what our favorite episode is oh fair point like that's a probably a real that probably could have been like a jumping off point even but uh, i I think your phone's done favorite season is is fair favorite season is fair as a start episode equal favorite season or no uh that's a good question no, because I have different answers yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah. No, I have different answers. I mean, those are both good questions. I think. I actually don't. I'm not positive what season my favorite. I mean, so my I'll I'll start with my favorite episode because my favorite episode, and there's so many that are right up there. Where on any given day I might say this is my favorite episode. This is my favorite episode for this reason. 
the one that I just like to watch. I like to, if I'm just hanging out, sit down and watch. And maybe because it's a slightly different Seinfeld episode is the subway because it's, it's so much different. None of it takes place in Jerry's apartment. It all takes place. Uh, the whole thing takes place on the subway. Honestly, it makes me feel claustrophobic. That's why I hate it. Oh, I love that. I really feel like Elaine's like, cause I've been on but, too many, subways but that's what I mean. You get it. That feel claustrophobic, but, but it's all what they're dealing with. You know what I mean? Like it's all what they're dealing with individually. Like George almost has this job and he botches it by thinking that he's going to bang this hot chick off the subway. And he thinks he's finally got like, he can finally break the universe's curse. And it starts with, with... And it gets even worse. It gets even worse because... And Jerry warns him, don't whistle on the elevator, Biff. That's like the Shakespearean part, too. Oh, very much, yeah. Every time he thinks it can't get worse, it does. It gets way worse. He walks into the coffee shop at the end of the episode in a, a, a hotel bedsheet toga with no keys or wallet because she got robbed. And it, it's just kind of a... You have the key to my apartment. Yeah, so I, I like that episode because it kind of works as... as I, I feel like it, it's very typical of all of their experiences. And Kramer, he wins. He's supposed to go to court. He's supposed to be responsible, but he gets a tip on the subway of like a horse race that's a lock. His father he, was a mutter. His he, mother was a mutter. Yeah, and he winds up winning like oh, eighteen. That, yeah. yeah, and he winds up winning like eighteen grand. And almost getting mugged. And that's enough to survive for another few months in yeah, Kramer land. That's Kramer land. You know? So, like, that's a perfect... Maybe he yeah. got, like, some crazy rent-controlled apartment where, like, well, in Kramer land, he, like, you could just did, survive yeah. forever. But, but again, like, like that really works to demonstrate his, his sort of just Kramer abilities, right? Yeah. Whereas you see George's shortcomings, whereas you see Jerry sort of just, like, evening out, like, oh, yeah, I didn't make it to the car place to get my car, but... This nudist on the subway I met, he put it away at Nathan's. We had a great time at Coney Island, you know? Yeah, what's he on the subway for? To go to Coney Island, right? No, he's going to pick up his car because they found his car that was stolen. And he says, oh, not only was it, you know, in perfect shape, but the wheels were aligned right. and whatever. But he's like, oh, I'm also going to... Oh, psychopath. But, that. It, but the lot's down by Coney Island, so he's like, I'm also going to go to Coney Island. Because his life is so easy that, yeah. like, he works Saturday like, and Sunday or like, Friday go, and Saturday. He, he and figures, whatever, I'll go tomorrow. I got to go to yeah. Coney Island with a nudist. Monday through Friday, like... The interaction with that guy on the subway is great. It's great. I actually need to rewatch that. That's one. Of, like, it's there, a great episode. There are there are shadowy, really ver- shadowy like uh, uh, you Basically know Jerry moments Paul in Seinfeld that I don't remember. But um, oh, so just an update on Johnny. He had to go. It's Johnny's anniversary today. Oh, fair enough. Happy anniversary, Johnny. Woo! Yeah. Well, um, anniversaries are merely symbolic of <laughs> how another year has gone by and how little we've grown. No matter how desperate we are, that. Someday a better self will emerge with each flicker of the candle of the cake. We know that it's not to be. That for the rest of our sad, wretched, pathetic lives, this is who we are to the bitter end. Inevitably, irrevocably. Happy anniversary. There's no such thing. (laughs) Three years is a long time to be married. (laughs) Those are all Seinfeld quotes, if that makes you feel any better. Are we still recording? Yeah, I think so. Nice. So, um, what's your favorite episode? I think go back and rewatch the subway episode because I think, I thinking about it in terms of what we're talking about with character essence, you might have a, a different opinion. But what? Yeah. What, what do you What do you think's your favorite? I mean, there's a bunch of others. Like I could have said marine biologist. Just Honestly, it like. it just for me it depends on um on like like whenever whenever I get asked the question, what is your favorite? 
whatever. Yeah. It's like, well, it depends on who you're asking because like, you well, it's, know, it's totally subjective. Like I have different, different sort of like angles to the personality that, like that are coming out at different times. So like same in music, what's your favorite composer? Joe, who's your favorite writer? It's like, well, you know, Kurt Vonnegut. It, it depends. No, Kurt Vonnegut. He's my favorite author. I don't think he's the best author, but he's my favorite. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I have that. I have the answer to such a question too with music, but I guess what I'm trying to say is like, um, I don't know. My guess, like, it, I could answer the question honestly by saying, if you ask me, what is the episode that first um, enters my mind when I think of my favorite, and the first one that entered my mind. He's meditating, ladies. Was when George is taking the IQ test and he's trying to explain <laughs> his way out of all the chaos one. that yeah. has ensued. That, that is, and include so he basically gave a, an IQ yeah. test to yeah. Elaine out a window. Oh, yeah, right. And then she spills the coffee. She on spills it. coffee on it, right? <clears throat> and and he's being asked about this. And yeah, I, I left out the window. So first off, inst- and. <laughs> He's dating a girl, and and in her line of work, she was doing something with IQ tests, so she wanted him to take an IQ test. Fair enough. Nothing wrong there, necessarily. And he says, I'm scared to take it because I feel like I'm dumb, right? Look, George has an inferiority complex. Like, what a shock, right? And so Elaine says, well, I'm actually really smart. Like, I'll take it for you. and <laughs> Or somebody else suggests it, whatever, whatever actually happens. And so that becomes the new plan, right? And were you playing video games? What's that sound? Yeah, oh, I think it's just electronics passing through things. It could be a cell phone. Yeah, phone yeah, it could be the phone. Um, and, and so, we're <laughs> and we're back live in studio. That's just in. Luke is explaining something. Stay tuned <laughs> for Folgers new coffee now. Joe, I've been having enough beer today that as soon as he you say more than de- five de- words, slip them. there's no chance I'm going to remember what I was just saying. You know this more than anyone. I know this more than anyone. George is trying to work his way out of uh, passing the IQ test out the window. Yes. Okay. So Elaine, Elaine says, like, you know, <laughs> I can do it for you, whatever, right? Yeah. Now, the thing about Seinfeld is this is the prequel to the events of the episode, right? Like story A, story B, and then yeah. all the development and the resolution, right? In like the plot of a sitcom, let's say. Julius. Like Dude, we're, we're cracking a lot of great beer. Yeah, we're um, crushing. Check out our house. Instagram and check out our Twitter, and we'll we'll post like a graveyard picture with all the empty beers. Yeah, we'll get a good lineup. Uh, and of course, the Candy first beer lineup. was Jerks Are Called. So anyways, George has Elaine take this IQ test, and it gets fucked, obviously, because of the other chaos in Seinfeld world, including Kramer and Jerry. Why would Elaine go to Babu's cafe? (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of on her. Why wouldn't she go to Jerry's apartment? apartment No, because it's being being fumigated. But Jerry's apartment was empty. Is that right? No, that that's a different. That's a different. No, that's, that's the, when she has the manuscript. But, uh, because Billy, later Billy on, Mumphrey. for the second, I'll tell you why. Because Billy Mumphrey was a simple. <laughs> because there's a pre-plan in Seinfeld <laughs> universe, <laughs> which is how can we make the story work and <laughs> fuck with people? Billy Mumphrey. Billy Mumphrey. So it wasn't a question. We're just bouncing around. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mr. I love how she gets like six lines from Kramer's description. That's another. That's, that's another Kramer being the wise person, which doesn't make any sense. 
Kramer has no qualifications to be the wise character. We're fucking yet there we're he pinballing is. it hard here. Yeah, well, this is what people pay for. Keep, yeah, keep up. <laughs> Try to keep up. If not, no, we're good. We're we're trying to do a part two, so we have five more minutes. We'll hit an hour. Yeah, um, we'll be we'll be good to go. I have to pee at some point. Do you? So, anyways, um, it needs it bad, Mr. Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. You have to be at a psychotic level of Seinfeld to know what you yeah. just said, <laughs> which we and all do. And if there's anyone listening, which there isn't, we, we love you. Thanks. Yeah. No, no, it's only an hour in. I think according to the iTunes no, stats, no, it's we lose people at an hour and a half. Do we? They really? say like, really? They yeah. think they're gonna keep talking, and they just kind of like tune out because you can see when people turn off. But, podcast yeah, on like that's fair. not like per obviously person yeah. but like you just look at the yeah, aggregated I mean, data if i was just a listener right now now would be the point that <laughs> mr kramer the road. Be like well i'm almost at work and these guys sound like idiots right <laughs> so joe redeem yeah, them enough. oh you were asking me my favorite episode <laughs> what's your favorite episode we just went through this i spent like five minutes yeah, explaining he explained we his, explain which was your the subway fa- your favorite oh, episode let me then go you're you're the one that didn't oh go. also a uh, shout out to the limo i also love that episode wow watch that the other day that's can i can o'brien I, um, and o'brien yeah, great also great. doesn't take place in jerry's apartment i don't know At why all, i like yeah. those episodes can but... i edit my episode i actually want to yeah. choose the hamptons no hamptons great episode Sorry. yeah love that episode there are yeah. no rules okay what are the rules? Um, what are so, the rules? What are the rules? My favorite episode isn't a great, great episode, but based on a couple of the scenes, which is my favorite Seinfeld scene of all time, um, I had to go with this. It's called the Cheever Letters. Oh, yeah. So it's when... John Cheever. <laughs> it's when Susan finds out that her father's gay. Banging John Cheever. But, but whoever John Cheever is. Yeah, I mean, doesn't matter. War buddy, whatever. No, he's an author. He's an author, that's right. Hey. He's, he's um, a, he's a basically, short story when, when they're having dinner with the Costanzas. Wait, is that the one with. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. George has to tell them that the uh, cabin is burned. That's when the Costanzas are. Wait, yeah, no, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. That's not the marble rye where he's like, there's no, a, no, no. a chicken and a rooster. No, that's, no, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a great scene. That's a great scene. Parents and, so this and is, Susan. Parents. This is Susan, You're talking this just is George, and, and the parents. Yeah. yeah and dinner, they yeah. have to tell them that the, right. the cabin's burned. Right. And. It burned. It, and she, you know, you find out Susan's mom's just a drunk. Susan's dad is like just this author. Did you get Julius already? Yeah fresh fresh top off yeah. uh a, a beer catch-up we've had uh, uh go little, ahead luke uh, <laughs> i don't know i don't know what beer we've had check the pictures i don't know we'll do it live but when, when this jo- is more like a drunk tank but it's gonna be a normal episode go oh, on God. sure go on yeah. when george ends up going to susan's and that's when they, they find out they find these letters that indicate you know about about her dad him banging a guy george meeting like her <laughs> let's just say it because they never said those things in seinfeld universe well, they d- pretended all the sex was happening like through code word but it's like john you and john cheever dad no yes. doesn't the yes. letter say yes <laughs> say your orgasm he has, loved me in ways does, that you would never know doesn't he say no doesn't he no because that's right Low after jobs? he says no that's right after he, she reads the letter and it says your orgasm yeah. has left me a yeah, cripple, cripple. Yeah. <laughs> like give me those yeah like artistically so like, when george walks i don't know when george walks he, in he though, loves him in ways that she could never know <laughs> which apparently is connected and then also they just forget about that because they stay together for the rest of the series 
Including well, the whole foundation thing, where George is getting screwed over right. by the fact that his ex fiance's parents really think he's genuine about this concept of like sh- because of a Star Trek on. line, and it's all because of a Star Trek line that Jerry said because Jerry's just no, they playing don't think with he's, the world. They don't he's think bored. he's genuine. They call him out when he goes takes them to his imaginary Eventually house out in the, in the Hamptons, and they just wind up oh, on the beach. Yeah. Like, well, there is no house. I made it all up. And he's like, and they're like, yeah, we know. And he's like, then why did you make me come out here? And it's like, we don't like you, George. Yeah, we always blamed you Trip, for Susan's trivia. death. That's George's that's actually, horse. I forgot about that. George's that's dark too. That's data that I just haven't logged that's in. That's dark. Damn. Yeah, I haven't George's seen that horses in, in the Hamptons. Yeah, George's horses, made-up horses in the Hamptons. What about them? Names. They have names. Yeah. Oh my oh, shit. god. Now I, I'm positive on one of them. And that's I good. Think I know Fuck the other. That. That's what I say to that. Fuck that. That's like, gold, baby. This is why I hate when like it's a gold, bar, Jerry, when a bar. That's why I wish John was still on. What? I know. He'd be like. Typing it in. He might get it, but he... He might get one of them. I think it's Snoopy and Prickly Pete. Uh I'm positive about Prickly Prickly Pete. Pete. Yeah, I was going to say, I know Prickly Prickly Pete. And I think the other one's Snoopy. But he literally drives to the Hamptons instead of saying, you got me. Which is like a three-hour drive from Manhattan. Really far. Which I understand on one level. I guess you don't even need that anymore if you don't want a headphone. Oh, yeah. You're struggling with it, but I'm like... Oh, yeah. No, I was fixing this. Why don't um, you go fuck yourself, man? <laughs> That's what I like to know about it. <laughs> Some like, kind of a okay, joke. Joe, Joe, this is like slurring das random what, uh, out of context quotes. This, gotta, I would say now, but right. I realize it's been for the last two. You got to transition this into a drunk tank. We well, could just transition into a drunk tank. I mean, we're pretty much there. essentially hour, what it is. Um, okay, like, but, share, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to say one. If you're one, still listening now. God bless you. Yeah, I did want to say one God thing though. Bless like, you. it's it's worth noting that Seinfeld has a bookend the way it closes, uh, opens and closes. Right, it's a bookend. It it opens with a conversation about the placement same, of a button. Same conversation. And it closes with that. And there's a shallow way to see that, which is like, oh, haha, I see what you did, right? But then on a deeper level, what what the comment is is that it doesn't matter whether they're just in their normal lives and just. It's Snoopy and Prickly Pete, you're right. Or whether Thank they're you. in prison oh because God. of how awful... Like, Well, that's the whole premise. The Seinfeld it's, it's story premise found a way to show are. that yeah. they're not in prison because they got a speeding ticket. Right. They're not in prison because of whatever. They're in prison well, they're because, not, they're not they, in prison there's because... a law that was against awful people, which means... They 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 had to go to prison because they watched somebody get mugged without people, yeah. helping at all, and they laughed and they. But called it was the about the fat. whole series. But it was really well, about the whole series because all the yeah. characters come back at the end and they all remind everyone like how awful they are. So they're in prison because of how awful they are, and they still have this mindless <laughs> conversation about the button, and it's like the book right, end of the like, whole series. That's why they should be in jail. Also, in a way, it's like, yeah, you should not be in society so, because also fun, you're, right? you're all broken. Fun to note just broken. about the finale is for fans who might not know, uh, Larry David came back to write that yeah, finale. For that episode. finale. Oh, really? Yeah. He came back. I did so not he, know that. He left after season seven, seven, I believe, but he came back to help write the finale episode. And that's why he was so upset that it got such a backlash because... He thought it was really good in retrospect. I think it's really good, and I think a lot of real yeah, fans think it's good. It's grown good. on me every year. It's grown on me, too, and and it got a lot of flack at the time. I need to, I need to watch it again. But when you you think about it like you're saying in terms of book like book ending, yeah. it, it works really well. It's, yeah. it's pretty genius in do that you, sense. Do you yeah. guys remember the judge's name? In I don't. 
wait, finale. Wait, 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 it was Judge. It's full circle. It was full circle. Oh my god! It was the honorable. Oh fuck! <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Art Vandelay. Yeah, it was the Judge honor- Judge Vandelay. Judge Vandelay. Yeah, yeah. Not Art, but just well, let me let me. And read George to is you. like, "Did you hear that?" And Jerry's he goes, "That's like, got to be good news, right?" Yeah, yeah. He's like, "That's got to be good news." So let it's me like, read no, to it's you based just on a lie. Judge Vandelay's final quote. One of like right before the scene oh. you were talking about. This is what he yeah. says. I do not know how or under what circumstances you four <laughs> found each other. But your so careless late. indifference and utter disregard for everything that is good and decent has rocked the very foundation upon which our society is built. <laughs> I can think of no I can think of nothing more fitting than for the four of you to spend a year removed from society so that you can contemplate the manner in which you have conducted yourselves. I know I will. <laughs> This court is adjourned. So it's just like, to it's me, like that's a, a court series. It's about like, a murder, except it's just about those four people being awful people. Except it wasn't. It was about the whole series, them being fucking assholes. And somehow the judge, yeah. the it idea all is caught that the judge, them. even though he doesn't know them, the judge was somehow able to get a sense of them in the same way we do by watching nine seasons, right? Yeah, yeah. The judge, through the testimony of these of various like, people, yeah. w- were able to get a sense of, like, you yeah. are... For sure, yeah. the awful people and these people Larry said. Larry also so said divisive, like, the yeah. only way he could have brought back these beloved characters was in this venue. What else could you have done? Yeah, yeah, that Besides, wouldn't have been hokey and stupid. Right. Yeah, it's so, like, genius, yeah, yeah, send them to jail for having all this karma like catch up to them. Or Kramer. 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 Karma Kramer? <laughs> that's karma for you. No, that's oh, Kramer. That's Kramer. Um, yeah, there's, there's a sense of, like, you know, fuck... That reminds me of that quote They're not from good uh, people. Billy Madison, where the guy goes, "At no point, yeah, at, at yeah, any yeah. point in your, is there anything rambler, close that could be considered?" I award you thought. no. I award you no points, and may God have mercy yeah. on your soul. So sh- it's, it's just powerful. Yeah, it's, it's very powerful. That type of monologue where it's so divisive of at just no like point during your rambling incoherent response, were you even close? To anything, anything that would be considered a rational thought. I award you no points. No, everybody in the audience yeah. is now dumber for it's having like listened every, to this. Once you think you have them, you just dig yeah. them again. Yeah, because everybody cheers, and then the guy just goes into this like monologue, and he goes, "I award you no points, and may God have yeah. mercy he on goes, your soul." Simple wrong would have been just fine. <laughs> Which is like a simple slap on the wrist to this the Seinfeld cast would have just been fine, right? Yeah. And then they go like, "All right, so we do a year." Yeah, like he starts that with that. That becomes the like, new reality. It's like well, Larry's doing stand up in the prison. Yeah, in the epilogue. Woody from Cell Block D. <laughs> All right, I'll talk slower. <laughs> it's like same comment, same you know. same everything except it just is what it is. So yeah. I like I like the finale. I think it's like yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. But it, at it first, did find I, its I, ending. I don't think you could have made anyone happy with it, but well, because I mean, the show at that point had such insane expectations, like. The second to last episode was the Puerto Rican Day Parade oh, episode. Least everyone's least favorite. Every, episode. Pretty much everybody's like one of their least favorite episodes. And in fact, the main plot is very hokey and it's not that yeah. good. The one good like shining point of that is the laser pen. Right. Like it's, it's pretty good because it has the whole Hindenburg thing. That's gotta pretty hurt. Funny. Like that's pretty funny. But the rest of it's just not that funny. And. But it's like... Leading into the finale, it's like the expectations even still were so high. Yeah, you had a show that was the number one show on television. Yeah. 75 million people, right, watched the finale. It was something insane It was on like Times that. Square. Crazy, like, that's yeah. Super Bowl numbers. Yeah. And they opted out. They were like, no, we're good. We're, we're going to... I respect that. 
Yeah. Me too, like, but we I'm just like, you weren't going to make today, any like, fans they, happy that way. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, but like, but walking, as writers, we're talking about know. Walking Dead, like how like they just like made their show like a piece of shit. Oh, yeah, it's bullshit now. And, yeah, it's awful. And you know, you got to respect. The last couple seasons are terrible. You see the same thing in music composition, like yeah. where composers say, you know what? I I'm, well, Game of Thrones did I'm that too. Where not like, going to write another symphony af- or, after like they got past the books and George Martin cause. got off the show. They they were like, well, we have to finish it. But they got to the season six and people pretty much unanimously were, were like the show sucks now it's yeah. really the writing's really bad can we just get to the end of this and they're like yeah we can wrap it up in eight seasons like dude the last the last let's say seven episodes of game of thrones oh, the disappointment. last season the last season it became the, it became the writing like a is movie the writing is style. so bad it's yeah. so like i, I it's empty it feels like it's all special effects and no real content. well i i watch it and i think about how the script must be written and it's like, who the fuck is editing? If you just gave me the script, I'd be like, don't do this, don't do that, do yeah. this. It's it, there's some common sense shit. Don't spend five minutes just showing dragons land like you half get to character the point development. Where you're out of, they're out. Yeah, yeah. And, and at least and, and they, Larry they and that, Larry, yeah. not Jerry, but Larry knew way earlier. Yeah. That like I want to get out before. But part this of it was also broke. Larry being Larry. He's like, well, I you know I already made enough money. Like, why should I keep working? Yes. But Jerry but had also, like syndication like, rights knew. where Jerry was making bank off of. Jerry had incentive to keep going, but that was something I saw in an interview with um, Jason Alexander where he said that they didn't have whatever the syndication rights were, where they got paid for like royalties on every episode that was aired. So it wasn't in their interest. They only got paid for the shows that they did. So for I think it was for him and Julia, it wasn't in their interest to go keep going, right? Because they weren't going to make that much more money, and they didn't want to be character. And he knew that he was going to get typecast, which he did anyways. Yeah, and it was the same reason me me and Luke were talking about this earlier. Steve Carell, who killed it with The Office, left after season seven. Much like Larry David yeah. left after season seven, like that seems to be a good lifespan of a show. Yeah. He left after season seven because he knew he was going to get typecasted, and he like Jason Alexander, like Steve Carell's a really good actor, so is Jason Alexander, and he knew he had to get out or he, people would because just be he like, was, "Yeah, they were trained actors, dude. They wanted yeah. to do something else." And Steve Carell has gone on. Like, Jerry was like a horrible, like Jerry's a terrible, he's the actor. worst actor oh, in he's television. So, he just but you openly laughs it. like throughout you the series it because yeah. it was him. It was he him. knew he couldn't be him unless he Before was. Being I a forget. child, right? Yeah. Before I, I forget, I don't want to be a pirate. Yeah. And I have, he's fine being that. If I have one more treehouse, I'll forget to tell you this. Um, <laughs> it's gonna happen. You need this? The no, the guy who here, Joe. Yeah, let me see this. Auditioning shit. for George, got down to Jason Alexander and this guy. Oh yeah, we've talked about him today, and he was on a Seinfeld episode. Doorman. Yes. Really? Doorman audition Larry for something. I forget his name. Wow. Was down... T- it was to him and J- Jason Alexander. You it's know, one of Jerry's best friends. O- really? Obviously, we're biased, but there's no way that I could see George being anything but George, you know? Because yeah. he's so perfectly pathetic and short. The doorman's kind of tall, you know? Yeah, the doorman you do, you has a more shorter and, and Well, so many of the jokes stockier. become about George, stockier, yeah. George yeah. at different so points fat. being... Well, you're uh, telling me he's fat. Well, Lena, one, fat, Lena, powerful, powerful. And, <laughs> I seen him lift a chair over his right head. Right over his head. Well, Lena, her cheeks have a rosy hue. Elaine uh, pulls him out at a few points where uh, she says something that a short, stocky, bald, fat man would say. Slow witted, slow witted. Yeah. And then George, when he's describing 
the perfect woman for Marissa Tomei. He's like <laughs> to Jerry. He says, "Yeah, she loves like short, stocky, fat, yeah. bald, bald men." And uh, Larry, Larry. Uh, uh, Jerry says something like, "I noticed you threw in whatever the last one yeah, was." Whatever. And, and George goes, "Yeah, what the hell?" Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's <laughs> he what you throws in stocky, right? Stocky, like, yeah. it's gotta be. But it's it, it's the fact that George is the shortcomings of of every man. Yeah, yeah. In, yeah. In, in one character, in one character, he's including got, the, the he's got security. Nothing. Yeah, he's got nothing but going. The way for him. that like Marissa Tomei and George Marissa and Tomei would all would say the, George. they would all say the same. <laughs> Oh god! Adjectives like stocky and short. Yeah, like characters always do that on Seinfeld. They always say the same. They sync up with the same weird because details. They want it to because the right? whole like when George has the George has the thing right. Everyone oh, yeah. he asks, what do they yeah. say? Lupus. No, it's, what it, it's like a discoloration. It's like a white discoloration. Yeah. Yeah. It discoloration. happens like five times. Whereas they could have said eight different things. Yeah, they they all like, say yeah, the same thing. Yeah. And it, it's all That's the thing that was it lupus. George lupus. freak out more. Is it lupus? Is it lupus? <laughs> so yeah, let's let's wrap up Seinfeld. Um, <laughs> anything else? Like uh, I want to end Seinfeld in a very Seinfeld way, which is like I've had a lot of beer. Let's end it. <laughs> What's yeah. the deal with being sober? No. Uh, what is it? No learning. No hugging. No learning. No hugging. Let's not make this episode deep because if we're we... going to make a tribute to Seinfeld, we have to end it in the most shallow we, way how possible. How do we bookend it? How did they bookend it? How did we start How did it? We start I don't know. I'm too oh, drunk. Oh, what beer did we start with? Do we have any more uh, jerk, jerk store? store? No. <laughs> All right. Fuck it then. Well, then that's the it. The beer store called. They're running out of you. Last thing I want to say is Seinfeld had a very unique quality, which is they broke the fourth wall in season four of Seinfeld. They they did what they did to make Seinfeld in the show. That's worth saying. I, yeah, a show within a show. A yeah. show within a show. And the, and the whole, a lot of the details, including down, mock itself. down to the detail, mock itself. It's a show about yeah. nothing. It's like, no, it's not about nothing. It's about a lot of it's things. It's about everything. Right? That would have been kind of That would have been kind of great if details, the show yeah. within a show took off, and then in that, they made a show about a show. Well, that's that's what Deadpool did, dude. Like, in the fucking, like, breaking the fourth wall where yeah. you're in Deadpool's memories, he looks at the camera and then says, like, hey, what's up? I'm talking to you here, too. And you're like, what the fuck? I'm yeah. high. I'm in the movies. Yeah. What's going on? It's pretty oh, great. Whoa. Um, what did I say? I don't know. I don't know. Why does Radio Shack ask for your phone number when you buy batteries? Another Seinfeld I don't know. reference. Wow. It's great. Seinfeld. You know how they say turtles all Why the time? Why fly a kite when you can pop a pill? <laughs> uh, any last words? I'm about to hit stop. No, fuck it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Peace. Later. Uh. Like, share, and subscribe. Uh. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, I had to run on the guys. Uh, so I hung up on them in the middle of the episode. So fuck them. I won the hung up, hang up game, though. So you might be hearing this at the end. Uh... I'm sure they covered a bunch more amazing Seinfeld things, uh, but I had to go. I got to run. Stuff comes up, you know? Uh, thanks for coming. Uh, sorry if this was a little too esoteric. You don't know this show. It's probably a really boring podcast. I don't know why you're still listening at this point. Um, if you have seen Seinfeld, then hopefully you enjoyed it. And maybe there's something glaring we missed or should have pointed out or say maybe something you've noticed uh, that you haven't seen or we didn't cover, throw it out at us, crazy theories, whatever you got. We love all that shit. So, um, yeah. All right. Thanks, guys.